Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There are lots of different communication styles out there, but if you want to be an effective communicator in satisfying relationships, you've got to learn to be assertive and direct. The research has identified four main communication styles. Three of them aren't so great, but one is a healthy way to be an assertive and effective communicator. So stay tuned to find out which style you are and how to shift into consistent, direct, successful communication in all of your relationships. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships, which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. It's so great to have you here. And um, I actually am wedging <laughs> this pot, this episode in because when I was recording the one you heard last week, if you listen every week, um, I mentioned communication styles and I said, oh, I really should do one on that. And then I thought, let me just do it right here and just stick it right in the queue. Uh, so that it can kind of all be together because, you know, I'm a woman of a certain age and sometimes I forget, I'll say something and then I'll forget, but I wrote it down. When I write it down, good things happen. Uh, so I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to be doing this one today because it's something that comes up a lot when people are talking to me, uh, and, and mostly in that they're not understanding that they're communicating. They think they're communicating one thing, but they're actually communicating something else. So, uh, and sometimes it's hard to explain, but I think when we have um, 
some broad topic, you know, kind of spaces to put things in, some framework. It just, it always helps me. So I assume it helps wonderful you. So, so let's get to it. Let's do this thing. I'm sure you've already written me a great review for the podcast, you know, so I don't think I have to say it. (laughs) And thank you. I read some other good ones this week and they feel good. All right. So there are really four main communication styles that are the most discussed in the research. And these are, again, like I said, these are broad categories with lots of generalizations. So what's I think going to happen whenever I do this kind of stuff is people think you're listening going, I'm all of those. Well, you're not. I mean, well, okay. You are a little, we all are a little of everything, but I mean, all of us have our, we have our go-to, our go-to style. That's the most predominant, you know, that, that, that really is the place, especially when we're afraid or feeling threatened as we can in conversations. So I want you to be thoughtful. You know, today is meant to help you. It's not to pigeonhole you. It is not so that you can put yourself in a box. That's not what I do. You know me by now. Come on. We have a good relationship here. So it really what it is about is to take an honest look at yourself and think about what tips you can incorporate to communicate more effectively. And it, so if you're hearing something and you think, oh, I'm not that because you don't like it, that doesn't really help us. And you know, you don't have to write in and tell me what your communication style is. I don't have some big checkbook somewhere. You know, uh, you you can decide yourself what it is for you. Just let's be honest with each other. That's what I like. Look, I am practicing the kind of communication I'm talking about, which is being very here and now, really bringing you to center, uh, really being direct and loving. So that's where we're going right now. Okay. So let's talk. There's three. Let's talk about the first three. So there's four communication styles. And the three that are mostly unhealthy, I'm going to say. There are definitely times when any kind of communication style could be healthy. uh, Maybe not any kind. Well, all right, we'll talk as we go, but, or it could be better used, better utilized. So um, we'll talk as we go about that. All right. So let's talk about the number one. Let's go to number one, which is the, what I, what we call the pat, the passive communicator and passive communicators. I think their hallmark really is that they don't express their feelings or their thoughts, their opinions, nothing. So and really what happens generally with passive communicators is that they've been deferring to others for so long that I don't think they even know their own thoughts or feelings. They're, they've just become so out of touch with their feelings uh, that they can't identify them well. And what happens when you have been deferring to other people, you know, having other people make the choices, having other, you know, if uh, someone else is angry, then you don't have a right to say what you were going to say in your head. So you stop. What happens after uh, really even a short period of time is that you get out of touch with what a feeling is. It's sort of like um, for pe- if you o- people who overeat, you know, who, who are, let's say, morbidly obese or something and are overeating, they've gotten out of touch with their hunger. When are they really hungry? What the, Something that they have a cue for as hunger 
is likely not hunger at that point, right? It's something else, but they, they've kind of um, put that together. And that's what happens with things when we've overdone them or underdone them. We, you know, done too much of it or too little of it. We've get, we get out of touch with our own sink, you know, where we're sinking with ourselves. So what happens with passive communicators is they often don't even respond in a, in a hurt or angry way when something icky happens, right? So something bad happens that you or I would be thinking, oh my gosh, how are they not really pissed? And, but the problem is they end up with this super high threshold for painful situations. And so that's why they're not responding the way you think they quote unquote should, because their threshold has been raised so high. They, again, they're so out of touch. They're, they're eating so much food for lack of a better metaphor that I can think of right now that they don't even realize that they're full or that they have a feeling or that something else is happening. So this, so what happens again is that they're, 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 what's going on isn't matching what or doesn't seem to other people to match what's going on in the outside isn't doesn't seem to be matching what's going on in the inside. Um, and again, this person is likely someone who has other people make decisions for them so they can avoid any conflict or tension. And that could be something, <clears throat> excuse me, super, I still have this cough, uh, something super simple like where we're going to eat tonight. You know, now I'm a Libra. And I don't really care often where we eat because we all know I love food. So I'll usually eat almost anywhere. However, that doesn't mean I am not a passive communicator. (laughs) So again, you have to think of this as a whole, not as think of, well, that one thing doesn't match me or that one thing does match me. So that's what I am that I'm going to, I'm giving this as an example so that you can, you got to feather out what a the feeling of what I'm talking about. And in general, I state my opinion quite a bit, as we know. You're like, yeah, Abby, that's all I hear is your opinion. Um, and But there's certain things that aren't as important to me, and I am very clear often. And as a matter of fact, I make so many uh, decisions all day. I state my opinion so much that when times come up that I, that I don't need to, it actually feels great. It feels like a relief to me sometimes to just you know, not like, yeah, we could eat any, <laughs> whatever you want to go is fine. But, um, and Gary will tell you when I have a preference, I say it, if, if I'm really in the mood for, you know, I got to have Italian food tonight. If I really, you know, I must have sushi. If I feel it, I'll say it. But again, if I don't need to, I won't. So, you know, again, take in, take all this into consideration as I'm talking. So, because passive communicators really, what I think is that, you know, or one of the things is at the core is that they just suck at, I say with love, because I love you. No, I love you. They suck at establishing any boundaries. And even if they do occasionally set a boundary, they likely won't assert themselves if someone doesn't hold the boundary. And so here's what happens. So they again, either don't have a boundary or they occasionally do, but the people just trample over them because nothing ever gets said. So they start getting resentful. And these resentments are building up. But remember, again, this is a person who doesn't even know that they have a feeling. They're not aware of it. And this, and remember, again, their threshold is really high for crap, 
for bad things. So what happens is these upsets, these dents in the car, you know, dent, 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 you know, keep happening and they build up over time. And then there's a tipping point. There's, there's a hundredth drop in the cup and they explode. This passive person will explode like a volcano. And what I see a lot is it's over something small. And so they're, the let's say their partner is like, oh my God, I, we've, we've had this talk a hundred times. Why are you freaking out now? Or, you know, I did all the, I did A, B, and C, which were really horrible and you didn't say a thing. And now I leave a, a knife on the counter with some peanut butter on it. And you're telling me you want a divorce. Like what gives? And so the person you're usually interacting with, or maybe somebody at work or whatever, <clears throat> they are reacting in a weird way with you because you've never acted this way. And it's so out of left field. And again, it's usually over something because it's just that hundredth drop in the cup. It's just that last straw that breaks the camel's back, so to speak. So what happens for you if you're passive, a passive communicator is that you're full of shame, guilt, regret, because you got so upset. And you're embarrassed. You, you're thinking it to yourself. Oh my God, why was I yelling divorce over the peanut butter you know, knife on the counter? What is wrong with me? And that drives you back to being passive again. So you think, oh, I can't trust my feelings. I'm out of control. I don't know how, you know, whatever. You, you think all these bad things. I, I know. Right now, you're listening. <laughs> you're, you you're passive. Anybody who's passive is listening right now going, oh my God, Abby's in my house. She's in my head. I can't believe this. I kind of am. No, I'm not because again, th this hopefully will help you feel better that you understand that this is so common that this happens to so many people. So it, that I can say it like this and it feels like it's only you and it's not. So the pattern keeps you stuck. You know, this, you, you say, you finally say something, but you explode because you don't do it right. And then you feel guilt and regret and shame. And then you go back to being passive and then it happens again. So you feel depressed. You end up feeling depressed. You feel so stuck and hopeless. Or some people just get really anxious because they're, your life, it just feels out of control. It feels like you can't control anything. So either way, right, it becomes a really huge <clears throat> problem, as you might imagine. I'm going to have a sip of tea because I don't want to keep coughing into the microphone. And we don't edit these. When I screw up, I screw up. I, I think it's okay. And if you're watching me on YouTube, by the way, I have quite a fabulous shirt on again. You know, I love my, my fashion. <laughs> um, and I'm digging my necklace arrangement today. Anyway, um, and that was Earl Grey tea, if anybody cares. And I drink it with sugar and milk. Uh, and half and half, actually. Uh, because apparently I think I'm British. I, I don't know, but I do. <laughs> that's the only way I like tea. <laughs> and I love my Earl Grey. Okay. Shout out if you're an Earl Grey person. Okay. So, and I want to give you some examples. Okay. So I'm actually, I'm going to do this for every category. Here, here you go. Look, I just had a brilliant idea for my tea. These are things a passive communicator says. How do you like that? I'm going to do that for each category if I can. <laughs> here are things a passive communicator says. Um, I hear things like, I could never say that to him. Oh, I, I would never. Mm, no, no, I couldn't. You know, that kind of thing. Like, I could never. Like that could, and, and meanwhile, it's something, again, that someone else might think is not a big deal to say. Um, 
Other things a passive communicator might say are, everyone always steps all over me. No one respects my boundaries. Uh, no one ever thinks about how I feel. Uh, or maybe sometimes it's, you know, there's something wrong with me. You know, I'm just, I'm weak. I can't take care of myself. You know, I, I can't control my emotions, that thing that happens. Uh, and then, of course, the other thing is, well, I'm okay with whatever you want. Whatever you want to do is fine with me. You know, when, again, that's all that gets said, that's, <clears throat> it's nice to be, quote, unquote, easygoing, but passive is different than easygoing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a good distinction right there. Passive is different than easygoing um, because easygoing has a lot of fun and spontaneity and verve and friskiness. I like that word. I'm going to use that a lot. Um, do you see the difference? And right. <laughs> and passive does not hold any of that. So again, how you feel, we'll talk about more about how you feel later, but okay. So that's passive in, in a nutshell. The second one, uh, second type of, let, oh, and let me just say this. So if I'm dealing, I'm going to talk now about the aggressive communicator. <clears throat> That's style number two. <clears throat> Excuse me. And if I was dealing with someone, sorry about the coughing. If I was dealing with someone who was very aggressive, I for personally, I might get a little more passive in the moment because I'm trying to, like, I can see that this isn't going anywhere. I can, And maybe it's even a dangerous situation. And I'm, of course, I'm sure I'm going to act however I got to act, get out of that danger. So I do want to say that. That's what, kind of what I was saying before. Like, it's not, not like you could never use this style into your advantage, but I would, I'd say the vast majority of times, I mean, I'm not in dangerous situations very, you know, it's really rare. So I would therefore use that very rarely. Okay. Um, and it's not where I use everywhere. I would pick and choose it. All right. <clears throat> the aggressive communicator is number two. So it's really the opposite of the passive communicator in so many ways would be this aggressive communicator. This person has no problem at all stating what they need, advocating for what they want, in fact, you know, in many ways, they won't even seem to care if it steps on your toes or frankly smashes your foot. They, they don't even care. This person is all about, it's really about winning. It's about dominating others. It's about dominating a conversation. And obviously, this person can get verbally or physically abusive depending on how aggressive. I would say the vast majority are not physically abusive, um, which is almost harder. You know, obviously, if someone like hits you, it's or gets physically threatening, sir. You know, it's like, oh, that that might be a really easy line for you to see, you know, a line in the sand for you to see and go, oh, that's really terrible. That's not me. That's them. But a lot of aggressive communication isn't so right. It's more verbal uh, kind of abuse, and that can be easier to minimize, write off. You know not really see for what it is, especially given how you might have grown up. If you had an ag aggressive communicator as a parent or a guardian or a sibling, it can get really confusing that that's what that is. So let's, so we're going to talk a little more about it. So the aggressive communicator, again, opposite of the passive, they have a super low level of frustration. Their frustration tolerance is like zero. So where the passive one could put up with crap after crap after crap, not, no, 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 not the aggressive. The slightest thing could set them off in every moment, you know? So it's, so again, 
It could be a little thing for the passive person, but it's going to build over time. They're not losing their shit all the time. That at all. It's very, it's much more rare. Um, Whereas the aggressive person is, you hear it a lot. They definitely don't listen well at all. They tend to, they'll interrupt a lot. They'll attack. They'll criticize, you know, in conversations you're having with them. They are all about blaming others and not taking any responsibility. If I had to, you know, boil it all down, that's what I would say. They, what I notice with aggressive communicators is they often appear entitled. There's sometimes a lot of impulsivity, you know, they're just like quick off the, quick off the handle there. And Definitely, if you call them out on something, if you you know approach them with anything, no matter how hard you try to make it perfect and nice and lovely and quiet and calm, they will act defensively. They will they will get very defensive and again, often attacking back. So because again, the aggressive communicator they're they're all about bull- winning. They're all about winning. That's all they're doing. So so they will bully. I was starting to use the word bully. I was right. They'll start. They'll bully. Uh, they'll intimidate. They will raise their voice again, or even their body language might change quite a bit and really become threatening in some way. So sometimes even it's just the language and is very attacking, but the voice is very low. That's almost spookier and scarier, isn't it? When, so, when someone is very quiet, but what they say is so scary. Um, so sometimes that can happen too. Again, and this person really doesn't respect other people's opinions. They just feel like their own needs and wants trump everyone else's. I use trump in there. I didn't do that on purpose, but maybe there's there was a little pun there. Uh, (laughs) If you don't get it, it's okay. Uh, So their wants and needs trump everyone else's. Um, You know that I'd say that's yeah that comes up quite a bit. Obviously, it's hard not to talk about this category and not, uh, to talk about this category and not talk about narcissism or nar- again narcissistic tendencies. You know, I do not like to get um, all up in about narcissism in the way that people do, like in this kind of um, broad brushstroke. Everybody's a narcissist; they're not. It, it's a clinical diagnosis, and uh, it should stay that way. However. Aggressive communication is sometimes something we often see with a mental health issue. It also, by the way, could be a depression. When people are very depressed, angry outbursts, defensiveness, that kind of stuff can also be a way that that shows up. Um, Being depressed doesn't just mean lying in bed. I can't get out of bed. There's a lot of other ways depression shows up. And anger is one of the more common ones. So uh, just keep that in mind. Don't go right to that other thing. Okay. You know, narcissism. But again, these might go kind of hand in hand, some gaslighting, things like, lovely, right? Some things like that. So, okay, I was going to say, so things an aggressive communicator would say, here we go. Um, oh, uh, they're going to use you in every sentence. <laughs> so, you know, they might even say that. So you might say something to them, they go, me, what about you? You, blah, 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 blah. I would say that you and the blaming and the attacking, right? That That's they're going to use that language a lot. Um, or things like, well, if you're intimidated, that's, a, you know, that's on you. Even like that. This is all your fault. Um, oh, get over it. You know, um, oh, you owe me. You owe me. You got, because that entitlement, they might say something like that. Uh, yelling is the only way I can get you to listen. You know, this kind of stuff. That is a real, um, these are all very aggressive. 
ways of things that an aggressive person might say. Again, just a lot of the language is has <laughs> has the word you in it, whatever language you, you're hearing that. Okay. And then, of course, we have passive. We have aggressive. Guess what we have? Yes, the passive-aggressive communicator, number three. <laughs> this is a style that gets so much attention these days because it's so common. People have really identified it, which is great. I think it's sometimes overused, but that's okay, too. Uh, and really, you know, the passive-aggressive communicator, they appear passive, in other words, or they appear okay with something, but they're really not. They're not okay. So they'll, they'll take out that anger, that not okayness in an indirect or an undermining way. That, oh, I said that well. Hope I remember that <laughs> when I write this up. <laughs> so their number one feeling is resentment. They don't deal with their feelings or others directly, but then they're mad at the other person so they feel resentful and they act like victims. That's what happens. Even, even when they're asked, they, you might ask them, is this okay or whatever? And they'll often deny there's a problem. And they might even seem like they're cooperating. They might even seem like they're cooperating, but they're not. <laughs> One of their favorite... Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Responses, I would say, is doing something like um, the silent treatment or giving the cold shoulder or withholding in some way, you know, withholding some love, withholding compliments, with, withholding. There's a lot of withholding um, that happens, obviously withholding sex. Um, but there's a lot of ways that that can kind of comes out. Um, and I did an entire episode on dealing with passive aggressive people. So I'm going to link to that in the show notes, abbymetcalf.com forward slash podcast or articles. I think it says articles now. We read the website. If you haven't been over there, it's quite lovely. Uh, if you look on the top toolbar there, there'll be something like articles and research or something. And that's the blog. And you can um, uh, click on there and you can always search by a topic. You can just put, or just go to the search bar and put in passive aggressive and it'll pop up. So, uh, okay. So I do, I do want to say that. So I'm not going to go deep here, but I will go to things a passive aggressive person might say. Um, my favorite that I always say is, uh, just checking to see if you got my, my text, right? <laughs> my last email or whatever. And of course you got the email or the text or whatever. You can't not get it. And you know, they'll check it's passive aggressive. They're, they, what they want to say is you haven't gotten back to me yet and you're pissing me off. And I don't know how to say that. So I'm going to come around the, the bend this way. Um, wow. I'm, 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 
I can't, I'm so impressed that you don't seem to care that you're carrying extra weight and you're walking around your bathing suit. That's great how you'll just walk around the deck of the pool in your bathing suit, even though you have that extra weight on. Wow, I'm so impressed. <laughs> it's just like such a dig. Uh, I'll just do it myself. I got it. I'll just do it myself. Um, it could also be kind of that weaponized incompetence we've been hearing so much about on um, TikTok and everywhere else. Uh, I didn't hear you. That's why I didn't uh, clean the kitchen. I, I didn't hear you ask, you know, this sort of like, oh, you put the kids to bed so much better than I do. Um, you know, well, I don't, I, when I shop, grocery shop, it takes me 10 times as long as you, you know, so it's really, you're just better at it. This kind of crap, right? It's passive aggressive. Um, we just have new terms for it now because people like to have new TikTok reels, I guess. But anyway, uh, somebody, le- oh, somebody uh, left the milk out, you know, again, These are all things a passive-aggressive person might say. And again, you can learn how to deal with passive-aggressive people by checking out that other episode. All right, let's get to good stuff. Let's get to the healthy communication style you want. And that is, drumroll, on my desk, the assertive communicator. Dun, dun, dun! The assertive communication style. What? (laughs) A little punchy here, alone in my office. What you really want That's what you really want. You want an assertive, direct communication style. And here's what's great. Assertive communicators value themselves and the person they're speaking to. They feel confident in their boundaries and their right to have them. So they will clearly state their feelings directly, their, their thoughts, what they think about something, their opinions. And, and and here's what's so important, and still leave space for someone else to state theirs. They're, they're not intimidated or upset that yours doesn't match. They just see it as, you know, room to grow, right? So, yeah, so they're direct, but they're respectful. They listen without interrupting. They feel real curiosity when someone disagrees or has another way of doing something. Um, it's 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 funny. I was just thinking of this. I was on a podcast. Um, oh, maybe by the time this comes out, it'll be out, and so we'll link to it. You know, I guest on other people's podcasts quite a bit, and I was on this wonderful one with these two young men, and uh, I can't remember the name of it right now. I'm sorry, but it'll be linked. Uh, we'll link to the conversation, and they and they have like a kind of like more of a success rules for life podcast. It's it's really great. But we were talking about things and we were disagreeing on some things. And it was such a rich, amazing conversation. I had so much fun on that podcast because it's very cool sometimes to be so sure about something and then have somebody say something that makes you go, oh, <laughs> huh. Or, and sometimes, you know, what re- really helped me define more of what I was thinking and actually helped me really be even more sure about some of the things I was thinking because of the way they were asking. But it, it, And it also helped me uh, turn things over, see them from a different angle, get more descriptive and clear about what I was saying. So I, you know, it was great. And we, all three of us at the end were like, that was fun. You know, we, we, cause they're the same way. So it was a really interesting conversation. So I do notice that a lot or I'll have a client who, <laughs> I have a client I'm working with right now who I'm loving, who this gentleman who um, he 
he came to me because he thinks there might be an alcohol problem, but I don't think that's the main problem. Anyway, but we are really going deep. This is a man, you know, he's maybe 60 or something. I, and he's really reevaluating, you know, I'm, I'm trying to help him reevaluate where he is. Like that the drinking is a symptom of something, not the something. And we're having the most rich, incredible conversations. And he is, he definitely gets defensive and not in a angry, horrible way, but he gets defensive. No, Abby, I don't think that's true. You know, he's a really smart, learned guy, very accomplished. And we, I very much enjoy our sessions and I very much enjoy how we kind of get into it because it, it, it's it's super respectful on both sides. Uh, I don't think I'm so right. I'm just, I'm asking questions. Just the fact of me asking questions sometimes makes him um, defensive. I, I don't necessarily think I'm right when I ask it. I'm just asking it so we can have these conversations. So, but as that's happening, I don't get scared that, oh, I'm, I'm a terrible therapist or uh, he doesn't like me. And he might not. I don't know. I mean, he keeps coming back. So I think he must on some level. But that's not my, I like him enough not to worry if he's upset with me. That I, that I know that I'm in alignment, that I'm excited about our conversations, that, you know, all the good feelings are there. And the same thing will happen, you know, with my wonderful son, Max, if I'm drawing a boundary with him and he gets mad with me, which really doesn't happen as much anymore because he's older. But, you know, when he was in that 15, 16 phase where McCartney is now, McCartney's birthday is next week. I know you're all very excited. Or wait, by the time you hear this, it would have happened. Sorry. Uh, she's a Taurus baby. Um, my 16-year-old girl, you know, there's things, right? They're they're spreading their wings. They're trying to figure things out. And, you know, my job as a parent to me is to give them enough rope to really, you know, expand while not having permanent negative consequences. That That's my job as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, Max uh, getting someone pregnant would have a permanent, to me, negative consequence. That's me. I don't, I don't want my 18-year-old boy having babies right now. I, that's what I believe. So yet I'm not going to keep him under lock and key in the house, never dating and never, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm sure having sex, you know, like I'm, I'm going to buy condoms. I'm going to, you know, we're going to talk about all these things much to his, you know, dismay, of course. Can you imagine having me as a mom and I just want to talk about everything? <laughs> my poor kids. I'm like, what about that? What happened then? Um, but do you know what I'm saying? So there's like a line where he's been, you know, they've both been angry at me and not happy with things. But I, I know that when I'm, you know, or I try to make sure that when I'm making a rule or when I'm, you know, um, keeping with a boundary that it's coming from love, that I'm clear about it, that I've thought about it before. Um, and that's really all we can do. And it's not like I've never said the wrong thing or done the wrong thing. I've done plenty of that. I'm sure I've, I'm sure I might've even already done it on the podcast. Somebody <laughs> might be listening going, I don't like that, Abby. I don't like that. It's okay. It, it's part of it. And it's, it's that's really I think the be the biggest part about being an assertive communicator is you understand that there absolutely will be dissension no matter what, and that's okay. That's part of the growth of everybody. It's always about where it's coming from 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 you for you, and not responding in a fearful way to it. And sometimes I respond fearfully. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I don't like it and I get mad or whatever. But in general, I don't. Right in the majority of the time I don't. And I keep working on not. That <laughs> that's that's a goal. So so I will say this when when and this is feedback I've gotten about how I communicate and that I've given others when they're assertive communicators, that 
when an assertive communicator is speaking with you, you notice, I think that they're relaxed, that they want to connect. They want to hear what you have to say. They actually, because they actually know what they're feeling and can be truly honest in a conversation with you. And there's a way that you trust them. There's a way that you can really lean in. You can feel like, oh, I'm going to hear the truth from this person. One of the biggest complaints I have with couples is one of the people not saying how they really feel. Your partner can tell that you're upset about something, but you are so committed to, to not sharing that. And then they feel like, I don't know them, this person. I can't trust them. I can't trust them to be competent and say the truth about their feelings. It undermines everything. So you're doing it because you don't want to rock the boat or, you know, you don't want to deal with their crap and telling you something you don't want to do. That happens a lot. Uh, you know, if I don't, if I say I'm okay and then I just go do it on my own, it's fine. It, it you know, it's all the things that really deteriorate a relationship. So it, you, you just don't want to do that anymore. We just don't, we don't want to do it. We don't want to do it. Um, so what I really love about an assertive direct communication style is that it really, it, here's what's interesting. It reflects a kind of higher self-esteem, right? But you don't have to have to have high esteem originally to do it. Cause I will tell you that is true for me. Uh, it actually promotes higher self-esteem. I know, get this, stick stick with me here. So yeah, even if you don't have great self-esteem at the start of trying to be more assertive, when I give you some tips here, the more you interact with people in this way, the more you know your feelings and express them directly, the better you're going to feel about yourself. There's a confidence here and it gets stronger over time and the need or the want to manipulate, to, you know, obfuscate, to attack, to diffuse, it goes away. It, I know it's fucking incredible. It's incredible. It's so great. And I have seen it over time because I certainly, I didn't come out this way <laughs> with this lovely direct style. I was, I was actually often for years very passive. And then I'm sure I was passive aggressive, um, for sure. Uh, like I said that, I'm sure I was. No, I was. Let's let's take out the qualifier. So I went between passive and passive aggressive. That that was my thing. I don't. I I didn't like to fight. I didn't like to attack people. I didn't like to go after them. That was very rare. So again, I would blow up every now and then <laughs> over something small, um, some small little slight. Uh, but in general, it was, it's not my way and it wasn't my way. So at, but so as I first started doing this and, you know, having to oh, get over that horrible feeling of like, oh my God, I gotta go say this thing to this person or, oh my God, I'm so nervous. I'm so anxious. You know, all that, as I really worked on this over the years, I'm going to give you the tips, hang in there. Um, I, it's number one, it's become easier and easier. It's become much more of who I am and just how I talk and how I do things. And again, my because I'm more confident I can't, and I feel that way, my self-esteem is better. That's how we get self-esteem when we overcome things that are more difficult and we do them anyway. We get, you know, when we stand up for ourselves, when we start loving ourselves more, let's face it, right? That's start actually, I like myself more when I'm honest and I stand up for myself and I say what I want and I'm loving to others. I feel better. I like myself more as a person. So duh, self-esteem goes up. I mean, it's beautiful. So, okay. Now I want to say something. Oh, so 
being more assertive doesn't mean I get everything I want. On the contrary. <laughs> and, and you won't get everything you want. But being assertive, and here's the big, to me, yay of it all, is that you walk away from a conversation feeling confident, calm, clear, the things I've been saying. So I have to tell you, I don't have regrets so much anymore. Like so rare I would have a regret. You know, the shoulda, coulda, woulda, those aren't there anymore. The second guessing, because you're honest and direct and that's all you can be. So you know, there's nothing to second guess. There is no other way to do it. Sometimes I might think to myself, oh, could I have done that better? Or could I, was I loving? You know, I check myself, right? But in general, I can see what I'm doing and it's great. It feels really good. So really assertive communication, you know, if you really get down to the core of it, it comes from respect and compassion for yourself and the other person. It means you, you know, you default to generosity, to openness, to thoughtfulness. It means you care about others without worrying about what other people are thinking or saying. Uh-huh. So Oh, I have to do things an assertive person says. Let me do that quickly before I go into the tips. Um, what do they say? <laughs> oh, you know what? I know. They use I a lot because they make I statements a lot because they take full responsibility. How's that? That's pretty good. I just I just came up with that. Um, but they do. That's what the, that's the biggie. You can hear it in their language that I that I that I this, um, and not I like I want this, but more I. <laughs> I'm feeling, I feel, whatever. Um, I, You know what I think a thing I say a lot is that I think a assertive person would say is, I, I can't control what so-and-so is doing, but I can control myself. I can control my response. I can control how I feel. So there's a lot of that, of this sort of, <clears throat> you know, being open and giving and generous with other people, um, remembering life is happening for me, not to me. And uh that really helps all this along. And I have to tell you, it's such a relief to not care so much about, to, again, not worry so much. Sorry, I always care. To not worry about what other people are thinking or how they took it or what happened or how they talked about it later, or if they talked, or if they talk shit about me. It it's really a relief. And I'm not saying that stuff never comes up in my head. Of course it does. I'm human. But the vast majority of the time it does not. And it's a really nice way to live, I gotta tell you. One of my clients asked, he's just yesterday said, uh, wow, you're in a good mood a lot. <laughs> now, number one, I get myself in a good place before I have a session with someone, before I do the podcast. You know, I set intention. I jump up and down in my office. I get my energy going. I want to make sure I'm fully present. But being fully present is why I'm in a good mood. It's always good in the present. In the present, right this minute, everything's fine. There's nothing else. I don't have to worry about anything else. So that helps. But I would also say it's that in general, I feel more relaxed because I, I live this way more and more. And I can only tell you that, again, 37, eight years now of doing this, that the clients I've worked with for decades have the same thing. I Like I always say, don't do what I do. Do what the research says and what works for my clients. And the only reason I do those things is because it's already, it's because it's the research and what worked for my clients. I've tried many things over the years and that's the beauty of my job. I've grown so much as my clients have grown because I learn from them all the time. It's, it's amazing. I'm again, very blessed and very blessed to be here with you right now because I had to sit and think about all this and put it into, into something and really, you know, uh, think and, and feel and 
try to make sense of something. So it's really great. Again, always growth. Okay, so let's do some tips to be a more assertive communicator and we'll wrap up. The tips are simple. You're not going to like it because you want, I know, you want something you haven't done. But this, this is it. This is from the research. This is what works. This is years and years of working with clients. Here you go. Ready? Guess what number one is? You should already know. You should already know what number one is, unless this is your very first time with me. And then welcome. Hello. Nice to have you here. But if you listen to anything in the last, what is this, episode 191? I mean, my gosh. Oh, we're coming up to our fifth season. How exciting is that? Okay. But If you've been listening to me for any amount of time, you know to be mindful. (laughs) First of all, knowing what not to do is as important as knowing what to do. So that's why you got the first three. You know what not to do. When you practice mindfulness, you start noticing when you're acting in an unhealthy way, you start to see it. You got one of those unhealthy styles. You're being passive aggressive. If you're being mindful, guess what? Ooh, look at me right here, right now. Noticing that not judging yourself, not beating up on yourself, because that's part of mindfulness, is seriously half the bat tall. I have a mindfulness starter kit for free on the website. We've just moved our platform over, by the way, our our learning platform. I'm going to have some more um, things coming out soon. And I'm really excited. It's more beautiful and nice and pretty. So yeah, go go download the mindfulness uh, starter kit. I add a little video. (laughs) You know, like, come on. It's, it's a good starter kit. I'm proud of it. It's free. You don't have to, you don't, you put in your email, get on my email list. You can unsubscribe at any time. I, I, I do not email a lot. It's once a week. So with inspiration and love, that's, it's a weekly love letter. That's what you get. So poor you. So get that. Number two. So you got to be mindful. You got to work on it. You got to do it like it's your job. When, and this is a more practical tip. I'm going to give you one little practical one in here. When you need to tell someone something, but you keep avoiding it, Send them a text or email letting them know you'd like some time to chat. Schedule a time and a date beforehand, and it'll help you not chicken out. It it keep you accountable. It is something I use all the time. It is the simplest of tips. What I really like about it is it means I don't have to do it in that moment. Um, do you know what I'm saying? Like I don't like uh, you know I sometimes I just don't want to do my taxes like most people. So what I do is I set a time where I'm going to sit and just go over the receipts. Like, I'm just going to do this part of it. I'm just going to do this part. Like, I break it up so I don't have to do the thing yet. So sometimes when I'm just making an appointment with someone to speak to them, I am, right, I'm just making the appointment. I don't have to do it yet. So it's just, it's on the calendar. It's going to happen. It's very, very useful if you procrastinate or if you um, avoid. Uh, It's a really good one. Number three, you got to practice self-esteem and compassion building. You got to practice it. I don't know what to say. I I know you're shocked to hear. I did a whole episode on building self-esteem and confidence. I did a whole episode on building self-compassion. So I'm not going to do it here, but I will link to it because I love you. Go friggin' listen, work on this, get the book, go, take a course, whatever. But you know, you'll get a lot from my podcast. So you can start there at least. Um, read Read the blog if you don't feel like listening to a podcast, you know, do it. You've got to practice these things. Number four, you've got to, I don't think there's anything better almost than being really paying attention to your momentum during the day. When I'm in a more positive place all day, it is a heck of a lot easier for me to do this stuff. You've got to be kidding me. I am paying so much attention to staying in 
positive momentum so that I, when I'm, someone is coming at me and I need to say something, I'm in a good place. I'm not in a bad place. So getting ahead of the momentum, starting your day right out of the gate. Again, did a whole episode on it. I will link to it. The other thing you can do, which I do, is I surround myself with things that make me happy. So I'm looking right now. Yes. So I have, you know, things that sit, mugs, journals, things that say things that are positive and will, I couldn't find it. Never mind. That, <laughs> I was looking for uh, things that, you know, tote bags, whatever, that say things that remind me to be in a good place. And I have merchandise on the website. Go get a mug. Go get it's a way to support me, which is so loving and fabulous and kind. There's tote bags, there's t-shirts, there's all kinds of things, you know, under the influence of love, self-meditated, you know, all these great little quotes and things I say that are meant there. I took a long time to create merchandise because I wanted something that actually said something that would be helpful. And so, yeah, you can support me, support the podcast, and you could have something around that, again, I have so many things, and I'm looking at my desk right now. I can't show you the things I have because, anyway, um, on YouTube, if you look here, I will, I'll show one thing on YouTube if you want to come see, is I have this really great mug. Okay. Anyway, so really pay attention to your momentum, listen to that episode buy things, have things around, you know, screensavers, wallpaper that puts you in a positive place, sticky on your steering wheel. I've talked about this a lot, but you can't just go through your day on autopilot and then expect that you're going to be a great communicator. You've, you've got to put some other things into place first. And the last thing I'm going to talk about is that you have to pay more attention to how you feel all day. You have got to, got to, got to pay more attention to how you feel all day. And that's huge because again you're you feel the way you think so you can get past a lot of the negative thoughts and a lot of the bad places you're going and you know that whole idea someone you know if you're if your boss comes to you to speak to you about something and you react and get and you can notice that you're having the reaction, you notice your feelings, you can backtrack it to some thoughts that you're having. Oh, I'm going to get fired. Oh, my boss doesn't like me. Oh, and then you can do some reality testing. Then you can tell yourself something different. But a lot of times the your feel how you feel physically, maybe you notice your stomach drop out. Maybe you notice that your shoulders get tight. Maybe you notice, again, uh, uh, that you feel dread. Whatever it is, if you're not really clear about how you feel, you are losing a lot of the game. And so I love, there's the uh, feelings list from the Hoffman Institute. It's the best. I will link to it in the on the show note page and in, in the blog, the corresponding blog post to this so that you can download it easily. I give it to all my clients. I, I've tried to create my own feelings list, but they're not as good as theirs. So why would I reinvent the wheel? Because they're amazing. So this feelings list is so encompassing and it has where you might feel something in your body. So I really like that. Okay. I'm going to end, but I want to say a last, last, last word about different cultures. There's a lot to be said about how, you know, cultural, racial, gender, gender influences, everything affects these styles. And I've, you know, traveled quite a bit. I've been lived in other countries. And I have found that, you know, depending on where you are, a more direct and assertive style has I've been in places where it was seen as aggressive. Now, 
And but actually, this hasn't even only happened in other countries. It's happened when I've walked into a meeting, you know, uh, here in the United States. Someone sees, you know, Jewish female from New York. People have biases about these things. People have biases about what I should and shouldn't be, and that I'm arrogant or that I'm whatever, you know. And you don't have to be a full on uh, bigot or racist to think that, or misogynist to think that. But you have to have some tendencies. I'll tell you that. We all have certain biases, even just being from New York or being from the United States, right? When I've been in other countries or other places, when I, I always joke, when I moved here to California, I had a bigger culture shock than when I moved to Israel, to the Middle East, because it's very different here, how I'm perceived, how my energy is perceived, how my, all of it. So, and it's different how I perceive people here. So things that I assumed, you know, aren't true here. So, you know, and let's say you're a, a, a tall black man or a small, you know, a medium-sized Asian woman or whatever, you know, depending on how tall you are, or short you are, or big you are or not, you're, again, what color your skin is, your background, all these things, no matter what you, how you uh, are communicating are going to be through that uh, filter. I've had assumptions when I've walked into a room of all white middle-aged men. I've gotten defensive walk just walking in when I knew there was a room of these guys. It's happened because again, I have biases too. I have things and I have to check myself. I use all the little tools I've talked about so that I'm not going in there with a chip on my shoulder. So, and because, but here's the bottom line of that because I don't want people to discount everything I just said because, oh, I, I live in Israel or I live in, you know, England and it's different or I, no, here's the deal. You can't control any of this. You can't control. <laughs> and what anyone else is going to think about what you're doing, you can only control yourself. You can only know your own mind and whether, whether you're in alignment. Yeah. Whether you're in alignment with your higher self and coming from a place of truth and assertiveness, right? Is that where you're coming from? This assertive communication. What is your truth? What, what is your in alignment? What is your inner being or higher self say? That's the only thing you got. That's it. And people are going to take it how they take it. And that's true anyway. And all you can do is your very best and be there with love, with attention, with compassion, with thoughtfulness, with openness. And when you're in that and you're mindful, you will be able to deal with those things and cross a lot of barriers. I have to tell you, a lot of cultural and other kinds of barriers. Not all of them. Everything can't be crossed in one little jump, you know. But over time, you know, this is an ongoing thing that you're working on. And over time, you're gonna, you're really gonna see some change. Okay. Woo. That's it for today. That was a lot. Or a little, however you seem to think of it. See, I'm judging it right there. That was a lot. Is it a lot? I don't know. Uh, I love being here with you. I'm so, so happy you're listening. It means so much to me. Please continue to share the podcast with, you know, anyone you think it would help, especially if it's a specific episode. I always say that. If there's a specific episode you're listening to, if it's this one and you think it might help someone, send it. If they don't listen to uh, podcasts, go take a second, go to my website and send them a link to read the blog post, you know, to a few minutes for that. It's really going to, you know, again, I'm trying to spread the word. We're trying to help people here. And we're trying to create world peace. So the way we do that is one person at a time. That's that's the only power I've got is one person at a time. And so I'm asking you to use your power of one person at a time also and, uh, and 
keep spreading the love. That's what we're doing. We're, we're making the world a better place. And that's why I'm so, so, so devoted to doing this. I'm really devoted to you. I love you. I love you. Love you with all my heart. Have an amazing week where you're close to yourself, where you're thoughtful, where you love yourself some. No, I love you. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcap.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.